welcome. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Our desire at Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine destiny perfectly orchestrated for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are a part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to our guest minister for today. In a world that is filled with uncertainty, fear, and despair, the gospel of Jesus Christ brings hope, peace, and salvation to those who believe. We certainly believe that the only hope of this world is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Our mission is to reach out to the millions of people who are searching for answers and to share with them the truth of God's love. Grace Network TV, a Christian television station focused on preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Middle East, Arab regions, Asia, and the world. We are dedicated and carry the vision to make God's love visible to people of all backgrounds and visual media is one the most significant source for it. Reaching the people groups in the world's most unreached, least reached and darkened places. Bringing the light of the gospel and strengthening those who are living in hostile environments. We are available on AsiaSat 7 satellite, IPTVs, and local cable networks, being viewed by 280 million to 300 million eyeballs every month in the Middle East, Arab regions and Asia. Along with that we are viewed globally through our digital platforms, where Pakistan is known for its natural beauty and agriculture. At the same time it is known for the persecution of Christians, who are less than 2% in the country. Grace Network is hosting mass gospel crusades to see multitudes experience and come to Christ. Tens of thousands are gathered to hear the gospel message in a country where people are desperately seeking for truth and life. Conferences, discipleship and training programs are also organized and conducted by the ministry all over the country to equip and empower the body of Christ. Also planting churches where they are needed. Our humanitarian efforts include food relief, clean water wells project, sewing centers for women who are oppressed in the society, micro-businesses, helping the people who are in the modern-day slavery at the brick kilns or at other places, disaster relief, free education project, and we are also fighting against human trafficking of Christian women. Water hand pumps or water wells project has opened massive doors for us to reach in the most unreached places. It has been one of the most fruitful projects in terms of saving people's lives. With Clean Water Project we are not just saving people from health challenges and death caused by drinking contaminated water but also saving women from rapes and sexual assault. Grace Network is being a voice and supporting hand for the persecuted church and local missionaries. For the first time ever in the history of the nation of Pakistan, Grace Network hosted a conference where journalists, politicians, social activists, and religious leaders were gathered to speak against the persecution of religious minorities of Pakistan. 
We are also focused on raising locals to witness Jesus Christ in their communities and communicate the message in their local languages. And to make that happen, we have built different strategies based on the situations and conditions. The church has greatly suffered over the years, but the light shines brighter in midst of darkness, and we are seeing it happen. The light of the gospel is taking over the nation. Please consider praying and partner with Grace Network TV and Missions. Let's together bring the gospel message to the world. May the Lord Jesus receive the full of reward of His sufferings. क्योंकि जिस तरह समंदर पानी से भरा है, उसी तरह ज़मीन खुदावंत के जलाल के इरफान से मामूर होगी. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Good morning, church. What a joy it is for me to be back here um, at the beloved family. You know, I just got some cold sweat on my hands, which means I am nervous. And it's not that uh, because I'm speaking to the white people or the people in America, but it's because there is something that God is doing in this very hour. that god is not just doing in pakistan but around the world and we are living in one of the most glorious times i i i usually call it the last hour of the world you know we used to hear from our childhood even from the time my grandfather was alive that jesus is coming soon jesus is coming soon but i tell you that jesus is really coming soon now and uh, the prophecies of the bible are being full, fulfilled um things are changing governments are changing policies are changing new diseases have came up i mean the things which we have never even heard about they are taking place you know and it's just a crazy world that we live in right now but one thing which keeps us roaring thriving and shining is the hope which is found in christ jesus alone and that helps us every single morning when we wake up to look in the mirror and say hey it's another day to rise and shine and to be the hope for the world i am really very it's a, it's a very formal thing to say but i'm with all of my heart i am very thankful to pastor dr steve kessel my brother from another mother <laughs> and pastor bob lenquest all the church and the leadership here who opened uh the door for me and always uh have opened their hearts to welcome me uh and our ministry and our family one thing is for sure that i am very thankful that you guys have always remembered us in your prayers and your givings and everything have made a difference every single prayer you have prayed every single seed you have sown that have made a huge difference a huge difference can we just bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment and give lord a big thank for what he has done and let me tell you it is just the beginning the best of the lord is yet to come father this morning my heart is so full of thanks and praises to your name for you are the only one who is glorious 
worthy to be worshipped and exalted. So this morning we exalt you. Father, we know that our hope just comes from you. You are the light for our life. You are the one where we find our refuge. And this morning, Father, I bring this wonderful beloved family in your presence. They are people of your heart. And you know that. And Father, I ask you to speak to every single heart this morning. Not my word, but thy word. Your word be fulfilled in their life. Father, this morning, we, we just uh, present ourselves and we ask you to do whatever you want to do this morning with your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, if you can only turn your Bibles with me and look at Psalm 115. And just one verse, I'm going to read it for you. It says, Psalm 115, the verse is 16. It says, the highest heavens belong to the Lord. But the earth, He has given to mankind. And the people of God says, Amen. This might sound to you as if a prosperity message. But it's not. I'm not here to preach to you a prosperity gospel indeed. But this is a gospel which does prosper. It is a gospel which does, brings benefit to anybody and to everybody who believes on it. And God the Father have a very keen desire for His children to be prosperous, to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That's what we were created to be. And today when I'm standing here in front of you, I'm not standing here as a Pakistani pastor or a Pakistani preacher or a guy from Middle East. No, I'm standing and I'm speaking to my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's why it's a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. It's a heart-to-heart -heart message. Before I came here, before I made my way to the United States, I spent days and nights praying and fasting and asking the Lord, Father, I need the word. There is so much happening. The world is dying. It's happening everywhere. On the way to the church, I was talking to Pastor Steve. I said, I was in Chicago and I saw every kind of bad thing happening there. What's happening with this wonderful nation of the United States of America? What's happening with Pakistan, with India, with Bangladesh, with Nepal, with, with Saudi Arabia, with China, with, with, with Korea, with other parts of the world? What's happening? The world is dying. And the bad thing is that they are dying without Christ. The death which comes with Christ thus brings benefit. But the death which comes without Christ is nothing less than a hell. You are going to hell without Christ. Hell is our reality. And people often in the church today do not even want to talk about hell. All they want to know is how glorious the heaven looks. But you're not making your way there without Jesus who is the key for that door to enter in heaven. You're not going to make it. 
So when I'm speaking this heart-to-heart thing to you all, do remember that there is nothing which comes from my own heart, but I have spent days and nights for this word to have it from the Lord. And that's why I said that it might sound like a message of prosperity for the church in America, but it is the gospel which does benefits to all who believes on it. I said the plan, the first and most important plan of God for Adam and Eve when he created them. He said, go and multiply. Which does means go and be prosper. Which does means go and be flourished. That was the first blessing, the first commandment to go and flourish, be prosperous. God did not mean that just go and make babies, even though it is a part of the process. But that's not everything. What he was telling them was to go and possess the land. Have authority, have dominion. Have access to every single thing that you see on this planet. It all belongs to you. That's, that's what God was telling them. And today, the believers, this is a myth. This is something which has to be casted out of the church. They said that this is our boundary. We, we are not supposed to cross it. We are not supposed to cross. God can bless me. In the beginning of two weeks of the month, but not the next two weeks. God can do this for me, but God cannot do that for me. We are trying to fix God in a box. A God who created the mankind. Who created his sons and daughters to have possession, authority, dominion, and everything of this world. And the psalm says that heaven does belong to God. Never forget, the heaven belongs to God. But earth, this planet we breathe on, has been given. Now I don't want to call it the mankind. I do want to call it that the earth he has given to the children of God. To the church. To the bride. Church is the hope in this world. Where will people find hope? Through the church, in the church, by the church, by the children of God, not by people of the world. People of world carries darkness with them. Church have the light. Church was the first response of heaven. And that's why when, when pastor was talking about Simon Peter, you remember what, what Jesus blessed him with. He said, your name is not anymore going to be a, a, a Simon, but your name is going to be Peter, the rock. And on you, I am going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against Against the church. Church is the hope. Church is the hope. There are people around the world who are waiting. I just want to share two of the stories with you. And these are not not stories made out of fiction. But these are the stories just the way brothers said that they saw Jesus. 
That's how I saw these people. I met them. I sat with them. And the Lord gave me the opportunity to drive them back to Christ. One of the name I want to give you, his name was Keval Bhagat. I met him in 2014. I was in this region, which is at the border between Pakistan and India. And, and that connects through the state I live in, the state of Sindh. The area was called Nagar Parkar. And I was in Nagar Parkar in 2014. I met this one fellow, 2 a.m. He came to the camp that we were living in. You could see nothing, nothing. There is no electricity, no mobile signals, no internet, nothing, nothing, nothing. Maybe you would find somebody in the middle of the desert. It's all white desert, and we were right there in the middle of it. In a small camp that we, we built there. And we were there, and after preaching to a group of 32 people, 33 people, uh, we, we, we just finished it. God moved there. They were all from a Hindu background, very radical about their faith. And this guy comes to our camp 2 a.m. And he said, and he came uh, with, a, with a cane because the ankle of his right feet was broken. And he said that, uh, I, I, I need you to pray because I heard from someone that there is a team of evangelists who have drove from Karachi and, and they are visiting. So somebody told me and I'm here asking you for prayer. So let's pray. I asked my team to come. We prayed in Jesus' mighty name. You ankle, listen, be healed, be made whole, leg you work the way you are supposed to work. In Jesus' name we command you. Boom, miracle happened. He left his cane and he started to walk and run and jump and do everything. But the very next thing happened. He started to weep. I thought that maybe he is, he is weeping and cry, crying because he is overwhelmed. He is so full of joy. But no, it was not the thing. The miracle was not the reason of his happiness. There was something else. He sat down. I asked him, brother. What happened? Why you not? It's been over, over half an hour now that you're crying. And this is what he told me, the story. So 2014, we went there for the first time. And 14 years prior to 2014, there was a Canadian missionary who used to live in that region. I never knew about that. His name was John something. John McCary, I believe. And he and his wife used to live in that region as permanent missionaries. And they were serving in that region. And while they were serving, this brother whose name was Cable, he got saved during their service. But some, uh, I don't want to talk about those incidents, but some things happened with the wife of John McCary in that region. So their bishop in Canada said to them, come back. I don't want you guys to stay any longer in Pakistan. You need to come back to Canada. They moved back to Canada so it was 2014. But because Kewal accepted Jesus Christ and started to serve along this Canadian missionary, the society and the community he belonged from, that Hindu radicals, they shunned him out. They kicked him out. They were persecuting him every now and then. Whenever they got chance, they used to beat him. His daughters got raped and all kind of bad things happened with him. You cannot even imagine how this guy was living. But this broke my heart when, when I heard these words from him. 
He said, Brother Danish, from last 14 years, can you say with me how many years? He said, from last 14 years, I have been telling these people who used to beat me, who raped my daughter, people who, who, who shunned us out and did every bad thing with us. I used to tell them every day that there will be a day that my brothers will come. There will be a day my brothers will come. And I was, I myself was broken in tears that from 14 years, this fellow in middle of the wilderness being persecuted for following Christ is waiting with a hope that one day the light will shine again. One day someone will come back to this region with the gospel in hand. One day Christ will reign again in this region. One day my brothers will come. Another lady I, I, had the, I had the privilege in my lifetime to meet. The sister and her family was sold out to a, to a, to, to a very rich guy. Not a Christian, but had a long beard. And you know that who carries the long beard, right? She was sold. Because the family could not pay back the debt which was on them. They were working as modern day slaves, literal slaves, literal slaves. And this young girl, she was like 21, 22, she was sold out for three years. Three years. Every single night, this guy had her sleep with a new man or with himself. Every single day. And he offered her. You can make a choice. He said you can make a choice. Renounce Jesus Christ who you follow. And you will be saved. We will forget about all the debt which is on you. We will for forget and forgive you all the amount which is payable. No liabilities. You'll be free to go and enjoy your life. In fact, in return, we are going to give you a big house. We are going to give you this and that and everything, every luxury. I'm going to give you one thing. Isn't that crazy? You don't go to see that everywhere. One thing, just with your mouth. Once, just once, renounce Jesus with your mouth and accept this belief system. Accept this prophet. Accept this holy book. Accept this and renounce your Christ and you will be free. You know what she told me? Well, the Lord provided us a couple of thousand dollars to pay for her and get her released from that kind, well, slavery or prison, whatever you want to call it. We paid that and, and this is while sitting in her home, this is what she said to me. She said, brother... Every single day these people came to me in my room. And he, they used to sleep with me. And while doing that intimate activity, he used to ask me, Will you renounce Christ? Will you renounce your Jesus? Will you accept my belief? And this is what every single day from last three years, I have answered them. 
I've told them. This has been my response to them. It's better for me to sleep with you every night than to renounce Christ. The world is dying. Whether on the name of persecution or whether without Jesus. You know, both ways. The world is dying. And some people who are unsaved, they are waiting for their answers to be answered. Their questions to be answered. And then on the other hand, you have people who are being persecuted or, or going through a lot of things in their life just because they are following Christ. Where the hope is found is the church. Now that's one part of my sermon today. But listen, let's turn your Bibles with me for a moment. I want you to know where your power is. Because God is not wanting His church to be weak, but he wants his people to be prospered for a purpose, with a purpose. Prosperity without a purpose is nothing less than a curse. If you have all the money in the world and you don't know what to do with it, you will just keep killing yourself drinking all the alcohol in, in the bar. You will just die smoking weed with that money if you have that. You will die in prostitution. You will die in sin with money. Because with money comes the pleasures of the flesh. But if you do not have the purpose, then you will die. But prosperity with the purpose brings benefit to you and to the kingdom as well. Amen? Let's look in the, in, the, in, the, in the word. Genesis chapter 26. Where is the power for the church? Because church is so polluted. I have no other word to uh, say. But it's so polluted. With all the modern day facts and the figures and the, not even the facts, but the figures and the things, the points. To be saved. Praying the right kind of prayer. You know I was hearing one of the preacher. He said you remember that, 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 that criminal on the cross. Who Jesus said that you will be with me today in heaven. You remember that? He said how many prayers did this criminal prayed? Did he know how to pray the prayer of confession? The prayer of salvation? The prayer to be baptized and to be washed and all of those prayers. He said, no, he did not knew all of those prayers. So when he went high uh, in the heavenly places, the angels would have asked him, do you think the angels would have asked him? Did you pray the prayer of salvation? They would have been confused. Brother, what are you doing here? You were supposed to die. You were supposed to be punished. You were supposed to go to hell. What are you doing here? All your life you did nothing else, but you did all kind of crime and you did all kind of things bad and you hurted people who followed the Lord and you persecuted them and you did all. No. In the church today, it is all the modern things which have polluted us. 
Well, it's wonderful. I was talking to Brother Bob. I said, it's wonderful to have marriage counseling. But you do not need seven points how to love your wife. You do not need ten points to have a happy marriage. Just love your wife. Love your wife. That's the answer. You don't love your wife. That's why you are in a mess. Marriage count. I mean, it's great. We all need it. I, I requested him to have one in Pakistan. But where are the basics gone? The power is always in the basics. You know, we used to have conferences around the world. Bring back the glory. You remember, Dr. Steve? Bring back the cross. Topics like that, you know. And today what we have is coffee and donuts. And maybe in Pakistan it's chicken biryani. The conferences used to be in, you know, when my grandfather was alive, we used to have conferences where, where somebody would just enter through the gates and they would slain in the spirit right on, on the main entrance. There used to be glory, you know. There used to be the power of God resting in the buildings. Today in the church, we are losing all of these things. Because we have been so polluted with all of these major, major points. We need to go back to the basics and listen what the Word of God says about the basics. Well, as I requested, Genesis... Well, let's, let's, let's first look at Deuteronomy. Turn with me the book of Deuteronomy from the Old Testament. Well, we live in the New Testament. Hallelujah. But... There is a lot for us to follow in the Old Testament too. The book of Deuteronomy. First chapter. And let's read from the verse 6 and, and some other verses onwards. It says, when we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. It is time to break camp and move on. Break camp and move on. Because you have been in this place for too long. Too long. You know, sometimes when we be at a place for too long, that place begins to harm us. Because we are not moving anywhere else. We are, we are thinking that this is where my comfort place is. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is where my, all of my happiness is. But you have stayed there for so long. That even if you do not belong here. But you have thought that you belong here. And you have kept yourself here and you have kept yourself here for long enough so the Lord is speaking to that person this morning break camp break your camp and move on move on to where the Lord showed them to the same place 
which I promised to your father Abraham. Go back to that land. Go. Can I hear it? Back to that land. Go back to where your forefathers begin. Go back to your basics. Go back to the same land where the promise was. You are trying to search Jesus in modern Christianity and you know, shaka baba, bam, bam, bam. You know. Let's roll on the ground and jump all over the altar and then people will know that Jesus, Jesus is in this house. No! Where did you find it in the word of God? Bible does says that when the Holy Spirit came on people, they were not just speaking tongues and having some wonderful emotions. But when the Spirit of God came upon people, it changed them and through them, it changed the world around them. You know, I have always said that my interest has never been what happened uh, in the upper room. No, 120 people were gathered, fire came upon them, they began to speak in tongue. It's wonderful. But what's next? They came out of the upper room and they changed the demographics and geography of the entire planet. They invaded every part of the world with the gospel. That's what happened through them. Filled with the Holy Spirit. People filled with the fire. Not just bam, bam, bam. It's not God. Get to the basics again. Where your forefathers begin. Do not forget the land which I promised to your father Abraham. That is the land of promise. God have entrusted in the church in America today. As I said, that the whole world, whole world, don't forget this. You know, whenever I come here, I love to say this. Even though it's not a good thing to say. But we, even in Pakistan around, the Christians, the believers around the world, depend on how the church in America would respond to the needs of the church around the world. Where the hope is here, the hope is. Where the light comes from, here the light comes from. My own grandfather got saved by the preaching of an American missionary in, late, in, in early 1960s. In early 60s, my own grandfather, who was from a Sikh background, accepted Jesus Christ. This American missionary was preaching in middle of the war zone, Dr. Steve. And he was preaching the gospel of Jesus. And my grandfather, Jesus came to our home in our bloodline. That very moment through a missionary sent by the American church. And I am the fruit of it. My children, I pray that will, they will be the fruit of it too. We are, the, we are seeing it. I'm not 
they saw Jesus, right? They experienced Jesus. I have experienced it. I'm standing here telling you this. That I am the fruit of the tears and the prayers and the seeds which are sown by the American church. Where the hope is? Here. Right here, the hope is. Where are you seeking the hope? You need to look in the church here. God said to them, break the camp and go back to the land which I promised to your father. Amen? Let's look in the, in the Genesis. You know, I, I, I don't want to keep you too long. But just a few things I want to give to you this morning. Genesis chapter 26. God does not want you to be poor. God does not want to, you to be nobody. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a very long passage, but, but let me just give you, you can read it at home. It's a place where now Isaac became a big guy, prospered. And, you know, Isaac was the son of Abraham, carried the covenant on his life, the covenant which God the Father made with his father. Jehovah... The Jairah, the Adonai made with Abraham. And he said that Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. The world will be prospered by you through your descendants. Now here is Isaac, the one who carries the promises of, of that covenant which was with Abraham. And he became a big guy. Prospered, rich, he had all kind of cattle. He had money, he had servants. And everything which you can ever imagine in that era, he had it all. So the, the people in the Palestine, Palestine and people in Egypt and people around him were very scared because he was growing. His name was growing, his fame was growing. And they asked him to leave the country. He said, they said, we are afraid of you. Because every single day we are seeing you prosper. You know, your prosperity sometimes become a problem for the people. You know that? And you can relate with that. You know, you are growing and, and your neighbors who have got nothing to do with you will have problem with you. Oh, a new truck. <laughs> new truck. Oh, he just got his car changed. I think he's making black money. <laughs> Even though you're not, you're following the Lord and he's blessing you. But people are people, you know, you can't stop them. Well, Isaac was in the same kind of situation, but he was in, in a worse one because they were after his life. So they asked him, leave the country. He left the country. Now he, he started from a place uh, which was called Beersheba. The place where God promised Abraham. And now he comes to this place and started to dig well. His servants started to dig well. And that, that well he called Sitna. Why he called that well Sitna? Because this, uh, the Sitna, well, the first well was called Isaac. 
which means violence and injury. The first well which Isaac digged with his servants was called Esek. E-S-E-K. Esek. Which means violence and injury. The second well they, they digged was called Sitna, which means persecutor, accusation, or enmity. Because on these both wells, people came again and they, they argued with them, they fought them, and, and things were happening wrong. So both of the wells were called uh, persecutors or violence, injury, distress, and everything. Well, the third well, he digged again. And that third well, he called Rehoboth, which does means the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Because there was no fight on that well. Because there was no argument on that well. So the third well, but what I'm trying to present to you, the church this morning is, the first well, Isaac, the well of argument, the well of violence and distress. The second well was Sitna, which means persecutor or the enemies or enmity. The third well was Rehoboth, which does mean that a place, a room given by the Almighty, a land where we will prosper. And the Bible do tells us that Isaac and his servants stayed there. They stayed in the land of prosperity. And God continued to prosper them. Hallelujah. But now, this is where the climax come. They did not stay there. There came a point where Isaac took his servants back to Beersheba. Sometimes our prosperity is left for ourselves. This is my circle. Whatever I'm going to do is in this circle. I'm not going to bless others. I'm not going to be a hope for someone. I don't want to present my life as a living sacrifice. But this is my circle. This is the land the Lord has given me. Hallelujah. Isaac wasn't greedy. Nor selfish. But this is what he, he did. The Bible tells that he went back to Beersheba. And what he did there? He built an altar. Altar for God. And worshipped him. Not in the land of prosperity. Hallelujah. God wants you to prosper. But he do not want you to keep your prosperity to yourself. God wants to bless you and bless you abundantly. But if you are not blessing others, there is no use of that blessing. He digged another well in Beersheba. Four wells. How many wells? How many? Four wells. The first well, the well of injury and violence. The second well, the well of enmity and persecution. The third well, 
the well which God gave them, the land to flourish, and the third world, th- uh, the fourth well, back in Beersheba, built an altar for God and worshipped Him at that place, dig the well, the same promises which were in the foundation and the roots in the bloodline of Isaac, starting from Abraham, continued with Isaac, my friends. Continued with Isaac, my friends. And every blessing Isaac ever saw was through those roots where he come from. Amen? Now my question would be, where your roots are? You know, when, when Pastor Steve was talking about uh, the guy who would come to him and ask, where do you live? I, I said, Pastor Bob, I said he's preaching my sermon. My question would be, where do you abide? Where do you live? Where is your hiding place? The Bible says Isaac started everything over and over from the roots, the covenant which was with Abraham, his father. Where is the prosperity of the church today? The seven points of the happy marriage? Or the love which is the fruit of the Spirit? Husbands, Love your wife just the way you love yourself. Wives, love your husbands. Respect them, honor them. The word says, go back to the basic. The way to prosperity. Prayer. You know, as I said, that you, there, used to be, there used to be topics in the church. Ah, bring back the glory. People used to pray hours and hours in tongues. The fire literally used to fall from heaven. Miracles used to happen. Where is all that going? Vanishing, disappearing. It's because we are not ready. Oh, pastor. It's not just America, it's in Pakistan too. It's everywhere in the world. That's why, you know, I'm a pastor of church. I know this, I hear this all the time. Pastor, the thing is, don't tell me your thing. Look at the word. Go back to your basics. The foundations have the power. The foundations have the power. Unless your foundations are not strong, your building is going to fall in next two years. That's why there are a lot of Christians sliding back and turning away from the Lord and not doing the right thing they they have to do. We want to feel the Lord. We are not feeling Him. There is no because your Christianity was dependent on the on the certain moment emotions that you had. This is why the church today needs to go back to the basics. What are the basics? Prayer. Hallelujah. Read your Bible. Read it. You know, reading the Bible in Hebrew, it, it does mean, I don't know if you have cattle here. You do have, you right. Cattle. Just the way the cows chew the grass. And you know how that works? If you know, if you, if you, if you don't know, listen. 
the cow would chew that grass or whatever you feed them, that green thing, they will swallow it to their neck. Then they'll bring it back in their mouth. Chew it again and then again, again, back and forth, back and forth, until it's, it's not so crushed that it becomes juice. When, when it's about reading the Bible, it's more like chewing the same way the cow does. Go so much, read it again, read it again, read it again. Practice, meditate on the Word. It's basic. You don't need to complicate the things with the modern Christianity. Go back to the basics. Fasting. Hallelujah. The most difficult thing where the burgers will go. Sandwiches will go. Who's going to eat that ham and bacon and all of those wonderful things? Fast. Fasting is the key. Prayer, fasting, praying in tongues. Reading the word, go back to the basics, church. That's where your power is. Amen? And today, this morning, as I said, I'm standing here, not as, as a foreigner or a stranger to you, but as a brother in faith. And I desire this with all of my heart. That the church which has been a blessing to the world, to the church, to the body of Christ, to the people around the world over the decades shall remain a blessing for the world for the decades and eras and thousands of years to come. Amen? Because the world even right now depends on you people. There is a responsibility on you. I am telling you because I have traveled all the way from there. I am living that life every single day, every single moment. I am living it. I'm dealing with the things. We can't do, you know, it's, it's, it looks very custom, customary. It's, 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 it looks, it sounds very formal, but it's a reality. We cannot do what we are doing if we do not have a support system and the resource center from here. I cannot manipulate with the words. I cannot, you know, measure them. What, what, what should I say which fits the best? No, there is no other thing. If we don't have it, we can't do it there. That's, that's that simple. So church, you are the hope of God. Hope of God on the face of earth. Know your identity. Live in your identity and go back to the basics. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Lord. Let's go back to the basics. Are you ready to pray this morning? For next one minute, whatever prayer is in your heart, or you want to speak in tongues, maybe for three next minutes, three minutes, just three minutes, let's do it all together. Whoever in this church or under the sound of my voice can speak in tongues for next three minutes. How difficult that is. Let's begin to pray in tongues. Out loud. Let this room be filled with your prayers this morning. And as you leave this morning, do know that the Father in heaven wants to see you prospered, wants to see you flourished, 
You are the hope of the world. You are the hope of the world. There are no angels coming down from heaven to preach the gospel. It's you. How amazing and wonderful this is. That God who could send all the legions of heaven down on earth did not send them. But he chose you, Danish, Bob, Steve, Patrick, Ryan, Brian, Patricia, Jennifer, Patty, Corey, whatever your name is. He chose you. You to be the hope. You to be the light. You to be the answer of the prayers, the tears, the screams of the people around the world. Right from the heart of Lena, Illinois. To rise and shine. Roar and thrive. Because you are the hope of the world. It is not a motivational speech that I am giving to you right now. It is the word of the almighty God which have the power. To change and transform. To build and to destroy. So whoever in the sound of my voice would receive this world, will see prosperity. Go back to the basics. Prayer. Spend time with the Lord. Get intimate with Him. Spend time with the Lord. Get intimate with Him. Read your Bible. Chew the Word of God. Rest in Him. Go back to the foundation where the power is. Prosperity is. Yes. Authority is, dominion is, you are born for this. Father, this morning, I pray for the beloved church and every single member of this church that you would open your heavens just they are from the day that Jesus Christ gave him life on the cross. I pray that, Lord, you would bless them Exalt them on the face of earth. That they would shine bright. And I pray that every single one as their brother and your servant. And as the preacher of the gospel. I pray that every single family and life in this room. Be prospered in every good way. They be blessed and they be a blessing. They are blessed and they are a blessing. You have called them conquerors, victorious, overcomers. The people who would go and invade the world with the gospel. Father, I pray that your hand of blessing be upon the life of every single brother and sister in this room. It does not matter what their age group is, their skin color is, their ethnicity is, their nationality is. We know that you have this plan and the purpose for the church, the body of Christ Jesus. So we release it over the life. In Jesus' name I release it. In Jesus' name I release it. And I thank you 
for what you did, for what you built through your word this morning in the hearts, in the lives, in the families of these precious ones. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God says a big, big, big Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of his life-changing word. If you would like to learn more about Steve Castle Ministries and Beloved Church, you can go online to stevecastle.com or belovedchurchillinois.com. You can also contact us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are a part of the Beloved Family of God and Beloved Church is the place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart to receive as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. I pray, I declare that above all things that you allow the finished work of the cross to bring prosperity into your finances and also divine health prospering your body and all of these things are going to affect you in a supernatural way as you allow your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions and your personality to be perfected in prosperity that the Father desires for you to have. We love you and we cannot wait to see and be with you again soon. Goodbye, beloved.